Star Wars 7x7 episode 1812. All right, let's talk about the second half of the walkthrough of Vader Immortal episode one and where this leaves us in terms of waiting for episode two. Hey Rebel Razor, I'm Alan Voivod and this is Star Wars 7x7. Thank you so much for joining me for this episode. Yesterday we talked about the first half of the playthrough, walkthrough as it were, for Vader Immortal Episode 1 and we are still in full spoiler mode today for the second half of the walkthrough if you want to get an idea of what is happening in Vader Immortal because as we talked about this is a VR only story it's not going to be in any sort of novelization or other media or anything like that so the only way you're really going to find out about it is either through Wikipedia or through video recordings of the playthroughs that have been posted to YouTube or actually experiencing it on the Oculus itself. So yeah, let's talk about it because we, you know, this is what we do on Star Wars 7x7. We talk about stories and how they tie into the broader Star Wars media. So in this case, we're going through the second half of Vader Immortal and where we left off, we had made it through the lightsaber dojo and you know we're working our way back into a different part of the castle in order to get far below the main levels of the castle down to the caverns where there is some sort of excavation project going on. So as you are doing this along with Maya Rudolph as Zoe 3 the robot floating around nearby you, you happen to pass a place where you can look in on where Darth Vader is with some glowing egg-shaped looking thing and another mysterious robed figure hanging out with him. This character is referred to in the credits as the Black Bishop and I know that there have been some suggestions that it is related to this Darth Momin character who is appearing in the second series of the Darth Vader comics. There's also been a suggestion that it's a, you know, you know, another way of seeing Supreme Leader Snoke, for example. The voice, I guess, is sort of reminiscent in that regard. But if either of those is the case, then the end credits are just, you know, keeping things quiet right now or just giving us the assumed name of this character. But... I will say that it is unusual that when Vader instructs the Black Bishop to leave, it just dematerializes out of there. So it's almost hologram-like, if you will. Um, you know, we've been told that departed Sith cannot be Force ghosts or anything like that. So this doesn't seem like it could be some beyond-the-grave manifestation or anything like that. So yes, there is definitely some mystery in this regard. But we find out from the conversation that we overhear that we eavesdrop on, and aren't we lucky as <laughs> characters in this thing? Because, man, if Vader knew that you were listening in on this conversation, you would be a dead duck for sure. So what turns out to be the case is that this artifact that you have been able to open for Vader is something that is going to open up the sanctum for Lady Corvax, this person whose bloodline your character is supposed to be from. And Lady Corvax is involved with the creation of this glowing egg-looking thing, which is called the Eon Engine. And the last element that he needs to power up the Eon Engine is something called the Bright Star. And once he has it, he supposedly will have the power to conquer death. 
And as you get to see, in a very intimate moment, Vader takes his helmet off and utters one word, Padme. And he hears, and possibly this is coming out of this Eon engine echoing from there, a line from Revenge of the Sith where Padme tells Anakin, something wonderful has happened, Annie, I'm pregnant. And then in the current time in the VR, Vader just goes, and freaks out. And the shutters that you were peeking through all slam down. And again, good thing you didn't get caught. So you proceed along deeper into the caverns and find that the excavation site is of another castle. So there's a castle within Fortress Vader. According to Zoe, it appears that the castle is many thousands of cycles old, or a few thousand cycles old, and this is probably Lady Corvax's castle, so Fortress Vader has built and built atop the ruins of the castle of Lady Corvax, or whatever is left of it, which it looks like it's reasonably intact, and when you get down there after having to fight off more stormtroopers who have been alerted to your presence, you meet the priestess, and the priestess says, you know, we don't have a lot of time, I need to make you understand. And so she gives you a little tap on the forehead, basically, and suddenly you are having a vision of a Mustafar that used to be green and verdant, and there was somebody there named Lady Corvax who lived there, and the way she's depicted in the vision that you're being given, she does not appear to be Mustafarian. So maybe that answers that question that we were talking about in yesterday's episode. And she was there with her husband, and unfortunately, bad things came to Mustafar. You know, battle came to the planet, and uh, Lady Corvax's husband was killed in battle defending Mustafar. She, of course, was you know heartbroken and grieving. And the Bright Star, which had been something the Mustafarians had that was a very sacred object to them, their most sacred object, it helped to you know make the planet be the wonderful, green, verdant place that it was. Well, Lady Corvax stole the Bright Star, hoping that she could bring her husband back to life and invented the Eon Engine to help power this initiative. But unfortunately, things did not go the way that they were supposed to. And according to the priestess, the Eon Engine is responsible for creating the ruin that is Mustafar now. But instead of getting you off the planet, which is what the lore master was trying to do in sending you down to the caverns, the priestess has other ideas for you. The priestess says, you know, the only way we're going to solve this is by you continuing to work with Vader and help him get the Bright Star, and then once he has it, get it from him, and we will use it to restore the planet to its natural wonder, which of course, you know, sounds like a very bad idea, and Zoe 3 signals her objections to it, and at that point, uh, the priestess is notified that Vader is here by, you know, some, you know, mysterious source of knowledge, and says, yeah, good luck, fate is chosen, you see you later, and Maya Rudolph's character is like, yeah, because that's what we wanted, some fate, some future, yeah, that's fun. And Vader arrives, which you know, naturally is never a good thing, gives you the artifact and says, here, use this, it's the key, unlock Lady Corvax's sanctum. And when you do that, these interesting crazy robot things wielding, you know, sort of lightsaber-y pikes, if you will, jump off the wall and they are rather difficult 
and annoying to fight and kill, but eventually you do, and eventually there's one left, and Vader steals your lightsaber from you and kills the last one, and then has some very choice words for you after all is said and done, which is what the climax is of this scene and the you know final words of your journey, at least in episode one. And I will share those with you after the break, so stay tuned for that. Hey, Rebel Razor. If you've got a business that needs to reach a dedicated audience of Star Wars fans, or you know somebody who does, then you might want to reach out to me. <laughs> I've got a show that reaches thousands of people between the audio version, the video version, and our social media channels, and I'd love to find out how I can help you with your business ventures, too. Just reach out at sw7x7.com sponsors, that's plural, S-P-O-N-S-O-R-S, that's sw7x7.com sponsors, and let's see how we can work together. Welcome back. All right, so once all the fighting is over, Vader's final words to you involve the fact that he will not be denied getting the Bright Star, and he actually needs you to wield it. He needs a descendant of Lady Corvax to wield it. But he also says that he senses some latent Force sensitivity in you, and that if you follow him, he will teach you the ways of the Force, but he also says you're going to need it in order to survive the path ahead. Now... At Celebration Chicago, they did say that episode one of Vader Immortal would strongly focus on lightsaber skills as far as your actions within the game and within the virtual reality episode, but that episode two would actually shift over to force abilities. And so it's kind of hinting at that situation with that line at the end of Vader Immortal episode one. And that's it. That is the story of Vader Immortal. And man, you know, like I said, it goes quickly when, you know, you're, you know, watching the thing, when you're experiencing the thing, like, you know, it's just, it's amazing how fast it seems. And I mean that in the complimentary sense, you know, yeah, of course I wish it was longer. And it is actually longer than it feels like. It's just so engrossing that, you just can't believe how quickly the 40, 45 minutes to an hour goes, depending on how long it takes you to fight all these, you know, crazy uh, saber pike wielding things and figuring out the virtual reality puzzles and all that stuff. So yeah, your performance may vary. And that is going to do it for today's episode of the show. Thank you so much, as always, for joining me for it. And may the force be with you wherever in the world you may be. Podcast is not endorsed or sponsored yet by Lucasfilm Limited, Disney, or 20th Century Fox. It is intended for entertainment and information purposes only. Star Wars, the Star Wars logo, all names and pictures of Star Wars characters, vehicles, and any other related Star Wars items are registered trademarks and or copyrights of Lucasfilm Limited or their respective trademark and copyright holders. May the force be with them. All original content is copyright 2019 by Star Wars 7x7. We hope you love it.